When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm. Welcome to Apathetic Enthusiasm. In this episode, we're talking Borat movies and a Patreon pick. Come to you now. Now, coming to you live from inside Interdimensional RSS's intro, where we do an intro like that on one episode, but we don't do it on this one. This is apathetic enthusiasm the unofficial apathetic enthusiasm podcast that is that is right uh i want to i want to say thank you to everyone for listening and until next time i'm brandon <laughs> and i'm travis and we'll, we'll see you later <laughs> uh we're in rare form tonight brandon rare yeah. form yeah yeah I, I i really like my background right now because i'm just i'm dead in the middle of borat's mustache yeah, you're completely you you in tonight's episode, uh Borat's nose will be played by Brandon Cruz. <laughs> uh my wife <laughs> I tried like the, the shittiest Borat impression. Um okay, well you nailed yeah, it. Uh, I don't want I, I uh, let's go ahead and get uh, some of the social media stuff out of the way. I don't have anything in front of me, so I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna you know what I'll I wanna you pass want me to it do to you. It? I, I wanna I pass it, it to you. Okay. All right. Well, guys, thank you for listening. If you want to follow us online, figure out what we're doing between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter at Apathusiast. I'm at Joe Gomino. He's at Barnyard Cruise. Follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash apathetic enthusiasm show or send us an email with your comments and questions, concerns, things you love and you don't like. Apathetic enthusiasm show at gmail.com. We have an Instagram, apathetic underscore enthusiasm. And then you can find this podcast as well as all of our other podcasts over at apathetic enthusiasm dot com right now we are hanging out with our best friends in the whole world over on twitch at twitch.tv slash apathetic enthusiasm or over at youtube youtube.com slash apathetic enthusiasm if you want to be one of our best friends in the whole world then you can join us monday nights at 9 p.m eastern and uh, be part of the fun be part of the party as we live stream these directly into your eye holes uh and then finally there is a way that you can buy our love by going over to apathetic enthusiasm.com slash shop Buy a T-shirt with our face on it. Buy one with Rick and Morty's face on it. It's still, it all goes to the same place. Uh, or go to patreon.com slash apathetic enthusiasm, the virtual tip jar where you can throw throw a little bit of money in there and get some perks to include pre-shows where we do video pre-shows prior to our live streams. Uh, at, at the right tier, you can also uh, you can also pick a topic for a future episode of apathetic enthusiasm like we are doing tonight this one coming from 
our man Sire Dark. Hey, uh, hey, 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 joining us live right now. Uh, <laughs> and we will be getting to that a little bit later in the show. And then uh, here's our personal phone numbers in case you just want to call us. Oh, wait, I don't. You can, you can, you can, you can dial me at one nine hundred nine seven six evil eight six seven five. That's right, nine seven six evil. The movie starring Robert England, the horror film. I don't know if I've actually seen nine seven six evil. I know you have, Travis. I know that if you were to pick a horror film, it probably would have been it would have been nine seven six evil. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know what was weird to me <laughs> is last night after uh, a day of gridiron competition, uh, American football on CBS, followed immediately by uh, the hard hard hitting news magazine program sixty minutes, mm. uh, and then the CBS Sunday night movie Scream. Uh, that they showed Scream on CBS after I'm, after sixty minutes. They they did yeah, that. <laughs> which like it. I'm tr- I was I almost wanted to just watch Scream on CBS to see how much they had to edit it or or tailor it to like be able to show it on network television, or just how much our society has sort of slid. To a point where a movie that was edgy and a horror film, you know, what, what was that? Almost yeah, twenty was, years ago. Yeah, nine what ninety ninety six or or so. Well, now like, is when, when now Ma- is like network television Sunday night family movie. When 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 Matthew Lillard says "I'll be right back" and then it goes straight to a commercial uh, for <laughs> uh, for the Silver Bullet or whatever uh, late night. <laughs> Uh, infomercials do they do infom- they do infomercials still but th- yeah they got to right it was it was that one guy in like the 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 he he always looked like he should be the riddler but he was talking about like how to buy homes or something like that <laughs> you know what i'm talking about oh yeah that guy that he had like all the money like the the dollar yeah. signs all over him <laughs> yeah and he'd yeah. like be in front of like congress or something and be like hey get out get my book on how to make money <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah as i take over gotham is is, <laughs> yeah. is always a line that he should have said but he never it's, did it's always it's always in there it's mm. you know you you have the riddles in the back about yeah. the big right bat the rid the riddle you know if if we want if we want to talk about if we want to really break down batman there's a lot of folks that i saw this on twitter earlier today it talked about uh, people talking shit about batman and putting away the myth that batman could be anybody uh based off of preparation right that's 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 the big thing like if batman prepared and he could beat everybody and they they refer to tower of babel that storyline uh where basically he took out all the superheroes because he planned for them and because he, he's paranoid whatever uh but everyone's like well, it's because he's rich now if we were to take if we're take to that infomercial guy with all the money symbols on his shirt that should have been the riddler it is it is really kind of a a good way to a good story to take out that whole take you know the the social commentary on batman's wealth and and really what his true weakness is and i think actually in the comics right now there's a there's a storyline where he's lost all his money uh to lucius fox and so on and so forth but that is on our next podcast that's that is for another episode that is for another episode although 
we we always refer to Batman as the world's greatest detective, and it's his his ability to solve crimes and mm-hmm. his intuition that goes beyond just the gadgets and 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 batarangs and things. And that's that, how he maintains his wealth through his natural intuition for the stock market, because he knows what blue chip stocks to purchase and, and when, and certainly not by just inheriting. A, a, a fortune from his dead parents who he saw murdered in front of him. You, you, anyway, guys, let's talk you, about Borat. You got to kill some money to make some money. You know, that's what I always, that's what I've always said about Batman. Got to, got to kill money to make money. That's what they <laughs> always say. Um, all right, guys. So our first topic of the evening is Borat subsequent movie film. This movie came out last Friday. It's an Amazon original. It is getting a lot of attention. Uh, in the news because of some of the outlandish things that uh, that are in there. Uh, obviously, Sasha Baron Cohen is the star of this film, uh, creator of Borat, as well as Ali G and Bruno and all sorts of other characters. Um, you, I mean, you saw Bor- the original Borat, right? Like, I mean, I don't know anybody that didn't see the original Borat when it first came out. Um, it felt like a huge, like epic movie. So I was a little surprised that this one was like a direct to consumer Amazon prime deal. I'm wondering if that was like a concession to, or they just wanted to get this out to as many as people as possible uh, right before an election. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, good. uh, Possibly. Uh, I look, we, they, they must've started filming this really at the the start of the uh, at covid right uh they couldn't have started much much sooner than that uh which means distribution and and trying to get it out there to as many folks movie theaters had already shut down uh they so they must not they they hadn't they weren't complete with filming before the movie theaters had gone under uh, gone under i mean they may as well be going under but um so distribution wise they probably just wanted to get to as many folks as they could without worrying about theaters at the, at the time. Uh, yeah. And uh, so in without, without looking up in inter- any interviews with Sasha Baron Cohen, uh, that's just kind of what my, my assumption is, but yeah, no, I, I, I of course saw the original Borat uh, when Ali G came out, Boyakasha. Uh, I, I, I think I got into it mid second season of of the show on hbo and it was such a it was such a hilarious show to me of taking the piss as they say in another country of of politicians and and folks in power and i I was just i was so impressed by just the balls on on this guy to to be doing that to to folks and, and to stay in character for a lot of it uh, Ali Ali G was great. The Ali G movie, you know, it was a much more of a scripted thing, and so it wasn't as successful to me. Uh, Bruno came out; that was that was okay. But the thing that was in the Ali G show that always always cracked me up, just because of how how uh, glaringly obvious it paints, uh, uh, kind of kind of you know bigotry and and emphasizes kind of some of our 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 darker tendencies was was borat because his his naive innocence lets people you know 
show themselves off, right? Whether or not, whether or not whether or not they are truly they truly feel that way, uh, or just let themselves be kind of swayed by that. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I think there are times when when people are like allowed to express an opinion or something that they may not necessarily fully, you know, believe, but they're like, well, this in this space and you know, often if they are aware of cameras and things like that, people act weird in front of cameras. We're great yeah. examples of that. Yeah. Uh but yeah, act I think that first Borat movie especially was like it was it was shocking to see some of the things uh that people did uh, you know with Borat and some of the the ways that he was able to, I guess, expose people um, for sort of their own personal biases and the way that they felt about the world. Yeah. Um, I saw I saw an interesting little clip on like Facebook the other day of Sasha Baron Cohen uh, as himself uh, giving a speech about his characters and the movies that he makes, and yeah, he it, talked about it was a, the Anti Defamation League thing, right? I think so. Yeah, it was it was a really like the clip I saw was a really tight shot on his face. So I think they were trying to hide anywhere like where he was or like he was in front of a screen giving a speech. Um, But he was talking about how he likes to create these characters and these environments to sort of allow people to be their true selves or to show their their prejudices or their, um, you know, their personal biases. And. He's, I mean, it's a lot of gotcha type stuff, but it also sometimes shines a light on the reality as, as absurd as these movies can be, the reality of how some people feel and how certain demographics still feel about the world. So uh, we both watched this movie uh, over the weekend separately. I don't, I don't know that we really talked about it. Mm-mm. uh too much ahead of time the the last presidential debate aired thursday night right. and they actually instead of releasing the movie on friday as scheduled they released it a little bit early during the presidential debates on thursday so if you didn't want to watch you know somebody running around like crazy uh and and getting in a bunch of fights you could watch borat instead of the debates so um yeah anyway that didn't that didn't land the way i was hoping it was. <laughs> uh yeah i i we uh, we finished off uh, off the debates and then i was like okay cool uh i don't want to watch all these these talking heads uh to, you know make up hey we're here with the fact checks fact check the fact checkers on the fact check fact checker right <laughs> random stuff that i'm like what that's what are you even talking about with, with that? Uh, so I, I told Chelsea, all right, time to watch some Borat. And she was already falling asleep. So we watched. She's like, Yakamish. <laughs> She's like, you want to you watch this this right now? Uh, so we, we started watching just a little bit. Uh, we got about through 15, 20 minutes of it. And then we, we finished it up the, the next day. And and by the time I started watching it, you had already you had already finished it up. Uh, yeah, I, I watched it the next day. I watched it on Friday afternoon. Um, and I just kind of watched it all the way through. I got home, uh, and just watched it. Like the kids were watching some Disney movie or something. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go watch Borat. (laughs) And I, and I just watched through it. Uh, and yeah, so you started it before me, but then finished it after me. And like the last probably 20, 30 minutes of the movie. 
has has some moments that really just uh make me unsettled in terms of the uh state of humanity and uh and you were like oh i'm just getting at this part and i was like oh <laughs> dark times ahead dark friend. dark times dark times uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well so you know what what jumps out about you to this 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 movie right because he he calls attention to this is a sequel subsequent movie film and that everybody recognizes him and how much of that do you think plays into the types of reactions that he gets uh throughout throughout the film uh i i think that there are obviously and they and they use it in the film right where He's he's getting recognized and people are like Borat, Borat, and my wife, you know, all this stuff. And he's like, Oh, I have to I have to wear a disguise. And so this is a great, you know, sort of ham fisted way of say of explaining why Borat is in all these different disguises and 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 dressed up as different characters. Obviously he's well known for the character. So there are certain situations where he can't go showing up as Borat or they're going to be like, okay, yeah, this is a, this is a real, this is, this is, this isn't a real interview or whatever it is. So that made sense. I liked the way that he did that. And I thought it was interesting how he chose to play some of those characters as Borat playing those characters. (laughs) Like, I don't know. I thought that was interesting. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought it was also uh pretty smart to bring in the idea of having a daughter, like a 15-year-old daughter who could then be utilized in certain situations to play the 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 hidden person or whatever and uh completely remove him from the scene in order to get certain reactions or or get different uh perspectives. So, I don't know. I thought I thought that worked well it it didn't have the same sort of like it didn't feel as much like a borat movie all the time because while he did go into certain places as borat he he was also playing a lot of other characters throughout the movie yeah the the thing that uh, I, want, I want to talk about his daughter uh maria bakalova who who plays his daughter uh, uh separately on uh, uh, as far as the the borat persona goes I I don't know how anybody in 2020 could not have at least heard of him, uh, or 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 see through through see through uh what seem are seem like very minimal disguises, and 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 I I was talking to Chelsea about this as we're watching the the film, and I think what I end up deciding was be. Okay, if you see Sasha Baron Cohen, you may not know who he is. You might see Borat and and recognize who he is. That's fine. And some of those disguises, yeah, they're they're not great. And he's doing the Borat voice, but they're doing it in like small towns and uh, small areas. And when you're in a small town, you're you're barely expecting anybody famous to ever come through there anyway. And so if you, if you're not expecting anybody famous to come through your small town uh, and then somebody is dressed up as somebody else and it, it you know, they seem, they seem weird. They seem off. Then you're, you're almost kind of like uh, you, uh, you, you find the the rationale to be like, 
this this is kind of weird, but uh, I'm just gonna go with it for for yeah. now. Yeah, especially if that person runs has somebody with a a camera running it behind them and filming every interaction as well. Yeah, uh, that that could be a, that could be a thing as well. Um, what did you think about the the story, if you will, of the of the film? Um, I. The the basic premise is Borat is shamed for making the last movie and is like imprisoned, but the the country of Kazakhstan wants to reinstate their 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 footing on the world stage, so they are sending Borat back to give a gift to uh, one of the leaders in the United States, and then this kind of develops into this whole he's supposed to like deliver a a chimpanzee or something that's like the biggest (laughs) movie star in kazakhstan or whatever um and then he ends up that doesn't that doesn't work out and his daughter ends up there instead and he needs to give his daughter as a gift uh what did you think about this you know very relatively loose premise for the for the movie well, I, I you need a you need a loose you need a loose premise for for the film in order to you know give it some kind of narrative uh, cons- consistency or, or through line. Uh, if if it was just if it was just a bunch of disparate uh, scenes of meeting people and talking to people, then you, it's a it's an episode of the Ali G Show, uh, which, <laughs> yeah. which I'm fi- which I'm fine with. You're like I, I mean I, I'm, I'm, totally, I'm still gonna watch it. Totally fine with it, or uh, or uh, what was the show that he had on, on HBO just for like five episodes? Uh, uh, whatever America goes across America, it was uh, it was last year. It came out last year. Yeah, I didn't see it. Okay. I didn't see a single episode of it. Somebody in the chat, help us out. Um, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure you did. Uh, but 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 at any, but at any rate, um, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it, and. Uh, the folks on Twitter that say like any kind of heartwarming aspect to it, like that's for me, actually, I'll say that I enjoyed that piece of the movie more than I enjoyed uh, the, the gotchas with, with, with folks and, yeah. and, and the cringe humor. Uh, I, I want to, I mean, well, before I say what I want to say, what would you, what'd you think of that? Um, there were moments when I was like, oh, this is a little, this feels a little bit like they're trying to do Borat, right? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. There were, there were times where it didn't feel, and maybe because, you know, the original movie came out almost 15 years ago and it's, it, it doesn't feel fresh, I guess. Yeah. So there are times when I was just like, all right. Yeah. He's, he's buying a cage for his daughter. <laughs> like, <laughs> But I don't know. It was um, some of that stuff. I was like, eh, it's it's all right. But overall, I felt like there were especially some some moments towards the end where they kind of tied things together and and spun the story with with a, a few spoilerific uh, twists that I felt like, oh, okay, that was pretty good how they did that. I I thought I thought that was interesting. Yeah, yeah. the 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 part that I. Uh, I, I saw this in the news when it when it happened was when he uh, when he tried to recreate 
the uh, the the scene from the movie the, the when he did a song at the 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 Trump convention or whatever it was mm-hmm. like he he tried to to redo the throw the Jews down the well from the first Borat film but at this this convention with with people singing along and stuff like that and I saw that when it happened on the news because you know Fox News reported it CNN reported it uh, with Sasha Baron Cohen he's filming something and he. He was dressed up in a funny way and, and et cetera. Um, and uh, as I was watching that, I, I I was thinking it's just it's just it's not it's not the same. It's just, just not the same as as the first film. Uh, and, and I want to I bring up that the throw the Jews down the well bit, uh, because, you know, f- to me, before he was really, really well known, he did that scene at a bar in Tucson and and people people didn't know who who Borat was yet and and to me that scene was like people know didn't know who that was and they were singing along and they were like they were just it was, they were cracking up at it uh so he didn't he did an interview and i have a couple of quotes on uh about the the criticism of him doing that song and uh mm-hmm. so so he said you know Borat essentially works as a tool by being himself being an, an, anti-semitic he lets people lower their guard and expose their own prejudices, whether it's anti-Semitism or an acceptance of anti-Semitism. Throw the gel, throw the Jew down the well was a very controversial sketch. And some members of the Jewish community thought it was actually going to encourage anti-Semitism. But to me, it revealed something about that bar in Tucson. And the question is, did it reveal that they were anti-Semitic? Perhaps, but maybe it just revealed that they were indifferent to anti-Semitism. And then, so he said the concept of that, the indifference, uh, came from his study of the Holocaust while at Cambridge, Cambridge. And he says, I remember when I was in university and there was this one major historian of the third Reich, Ian Kershaw. And his quote was the path to Auschwitz was paved with indifference. And so it's not funny being a comedian, comedian talking about the Holocaust, but it's an interesting idea that not everyone in Germany had to be a raving anti-Semite. They just had to be apathetic. Oh, enthusiasm. Ah, <laughs> oh, he tied it all back. Oh around. God. Oh God. Which, but I think that is a very great, point to make in terms of especially the political season that we're in right now and everybody has a lot of opinions that they're sharing on uh whether you're for the left or the right you know if you're on facebook or twitter whatever it is there's a lot of opinions going out there and it's very easy for people to sort of be super passionate about whatever side that they're on or grow kind of numb to to everything that's happening and and they don't they either want to be apolitical or they want to stay out of it they don't want to they they just want to do their thing and then certain things start to sort of bubble up to the surface like they did this year and then all of a sudden it's like all right well where do i stand how can i you know stand up for you know, what I feel is right. And sometimes it's, 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 it takes having things exposed for you to realize that, oh, wow, I didn't, maybe I didn't realize that I had these biases, or maybe I didn't realize that I was so indifferent to what is actually happening around me, because it doesn't affect me on the day to day. It doesn't, you know, I, I'm, I'm going to work, I'm doing my thing, I'm going to school, whatever it is. And then it's kind of presented in your face and it, it kind of makes you think about it a little bit more. Yeah. And, and, and I think that 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 comedy where it, it's highlighting the indifference was 
was different in the original Borat because it was because people weren't expecting it and people it's not a it's not a type of comedy that that, that they're expecting and so they were caught off guard by being uh sucked into indifference for this one i feel like they were less gotchas and they were it 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 it, it, ha- it had to be uh like uh the 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 scene at the not the recital the the debutante's ball like yeah. you know it's they had they had to go all out and they couldn't have that uh, visceral reaction as much as they did in the original film. Uh, but I will say that Maria Bakalova did. She was so, she was so great uh, yeah. when she, the, the couple of scenes, the, the couple of scenes where she was in character interacting with folks, she is just did so well, not breaking and just staying in character. Uh, the, at the, the, uh, the Republicans women, uh, convention oh yeah that that small gathering at the marriott or whatever yeah yeah Yeah. uh just so so she's so impressive uh i was i was thrilled by her more than borat which you know you needed to have somebody who wasn't uh uh, sasha baron cohen to to be in the role to get some of those types of scenes yeah absolutely which um over overall like i don't know if you want to rate this movie would you recommend this movie to people uh, yeah. If you like Borat, I guess I guess you'd like it. I I don't I don't know if it's something you have to rush out to to see, um, unless you want to see the stuff with Rudy Giuliani, which we didn't we didn't talk about. No, we didn't. And I guess I guess that could be the last sort of thing to talk about. It it was the last major scene in the film. It's it's obviously the biggest name that they sort of pull a prank on it's getting news coverage right because there's um there's a scene where rudy giuliani is adjusting himself uh in and he according to him he was just tucking in his shirt uh if you watch the movie you can make your own assessment for what he was doing uh but that is you know he's he's in a room alone with uh the the co-star of the film. Uh, and yeah, like, I don't know. What did, what did you think about that? Watching that? I thought, and, and full disclosure, I am no America's mayor fan of Rudy Giuliani. Uh, I, I, I think he's, he's, he's garbage. And I think he pushes garbage saying that, uh, I, I, th- there, to Cheer, certain, cheers to our sanitation workers, by the way. <laughs> I'm thankful for them. To to a certain to a certain extent, I I, I felt like he uh, he's been in more garbage positions and he's done more garbage things than than being led on into a, a room. Uh, like uh, it, it it felt kind of entrapmenty. That is exactly the word that I thought about too. Is uh, I was like like with a, that with a, that was not hand, a great situation for him period yeah hand on the hand on the knee over and over again like i know i know that that that's the part that was playing and like the the drinking and the flirting and all all that type of stuff and her taking him into the bedroom uh you know it's i'm like yeah that's that 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 it's a very very difficult line to to tread where i'm like i don't like him 
but that could have been way worse than than it was and i don't with all the things that i know he's done wrong that that doesn't feel like the worst of it if that makes sense it it totally makes sense and i and i see where you're coming from it the other part of this is with the huge focus on trying to expose uh certain groups and it's definitely this movie definitely has a bias against you know conservatives and republicans and the current administration i i i feel like there definitely is is no mistake that this came out like 10 days before the presidential election do you do you think that the filmmakers thought they're going to in some way be able to impact an election where you know millions of people have already voted by releasing this a week in advance like are there are there some undecideds that were like watching Borat and being like well now now I know who I'm going to vote for. <laughs> uh, I saw I saw this statistic and I, I and I sent it to you in chat. The statistic being the amount of early voting that ha- that happened in states, Florida, Michigan, and one other state uh, in two- 2016, and now uh, from young voters like 18 to 24 or something like that, and it went from 24,000 here in Florida to 160,000 or something like that. Uh, it was just exorbitant. So whether or not they, they thought they were going to get uh, people undecided to, to, to vote one way or the other, uh, you know, the 10, 20 days before an election, I don't uh, and, and, and maybe not have any effect. Maybe it'll get uh, a handful of people out to the polls to vote who may have been like apathetic about it before. Um, I don't know. Maybe I, I, I've read something yesterday, I think, that more people have voted early up to this point than like 10 days before the election than all of the people that did early voting in the 2016 election. Hey-o. So with, with like a week and a half to go, uh, we've already well eclipsed that previous number. Um, and, and, I, and, I, I, and in our in our final uh you know, rock the vote segment for for this show. <laughs> uh, if you are in the United States and you have not voted already um, and you are of legal age and are, you know, make sure you register and vote and go, go do your part. Um, go, go, go have your say out there and then maybe watch Borat uh, for, for some, some, <laughs> some interesting humor. Um, any, any, any final thoughts on this one, Brandon, before we move on to our Patreon pick? Yes, the last thought that I have on this on this topic on this movie mentioning on the, the politics of Borat uh in in 2006 when Borat came out it wasn't it wasn't overtly political uh because all this stuff was just it was just uh spotlighting some some indifference and in, in these these cultural things uh that Sacha Baron Cohen wanted to get after well inherently 2020 is is anything you're going to do is, is political, especially his. And so it becomes way, way more of overt. Yeah. Uh, and, and so, you know, it's, it's a different, it's a different climate now than it was back then. Uh, anyways, that, that's all I had to say on that. That's the last thing I had to say on it. Let's, let's go into what we like to call a segue. Segway, segue, 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 segue. Yeah. There, 
You remember segways, like the things you would mm-hmm. ride on? Mm-hmm. Exploded in uh, your luggage. <laughs> no, those are hoverboards. You can't hoverboards. take you can't take them <laughs> can't, on. You can't take, can't them on take those hoverboards anywhere. Can't take them anywhere. <laughs> uh, I I remember when everybody thought segways were going to be like the future and we're going to become like the lazy people in yeah. Wreck It Ralph. Or not Wreck It Ralph. Wreck it Ralph. Uh, <laughs> in uh, what's that movie? Yeah, yeah, uh, Wally. 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 Because yeah. uh, we're all gonna ride around on our segways. Anyway, we're gonna talk about B stars. B stars. Uh, uh, this is our Patreon pick of the month, and uh, this one was recommended by Sire Dark, longtime supporter of the show, an all around great guy who is joining us right now in the chat. So you hey. can you can beat us up. As we talk about your pick, um, but let's. I'm gonna read the Wikipedia, uh, the Wikipedia <laughs> entry here. B Stars uh, is a Japanese manga series written and illustrated by Paru Itagaki. Itagaki, yeah, that's that's as close as I'm gonna get it. Uh, and oh, look at you! Look at you with the graphic change, Brandon. Uh, An anime television series adaptation by Orange aired from October to December 2019 on Fuji TV's Plus Ultra programming block. A second season is scheduled to premiere in January 2021. Uh, The anime is licensed by Netflix for North America, which is, of course, where we watched it. Uh, I, I I will say up front... Neither of us watched the entire first season. Sorry, Sire Dark in Sorry. advance. Um, I think I how many how many episodes did you, you get? In, you watch you watch you watch more episodes of me. Not not because I didn't want to watch more, but because be- you don't care as much. That's why, Brandon. <laughs> no, be, be, because because the the uh we'll, we'll, we'll get into this more. It's because the music and uh, Japanese voices like they they lull me to sleep. And I, I right. was I was drinking lots of vodka tonics last night and and oh, watching it, <laughs> refreshing summer beverage yeah. as it was snowing here. Um, all right, Brandon. Before we get into B stars proper, yeah, I think I think it is only right that we have a a short discussion about the genre of anim, anime anime. Uh, a, what is what does Jerry say in that episode? Uh, anyway, Akira, Akira. Um, let's. Uh, you big anime fan, buddy? Hmm? I I do not watch a lot of anime. No, 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 no. I um or 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 I don't read lots of manga. I think the only last manga I read was uh, All You Need Is Kill, which is the 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 book version of uh, Live Die Repeat, Edge of Tomorrow. Which good, great story, great story. far different from the movie. We'll talk about that different episode of Apathetic Enthusiasm. Uh, other than that, no, I don't. I don't watch a lot of lot lot of anime. Uh, I catch up every once in a while with Dragon Ball Z, uh, and it's in its offshoots with my younger brother Brett. He tells me about uh, Full Metal Alchemist and and other anime shows. I, I think I watched a couple episodes of the the Castlevania anime that that's on Netflix as well. Uh, and then I skipped to the very, very end cause I just wanted to see how Dracula died. <laughs> uh, but other than that, no, I'm, I'm not a big anime guy. I, I don't know why, because the art is, is fantastic. And we'll talk about it with B stars too. Um, it just, it just, it doesn't really click to me it, f- for some reason. What yeah, about you? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the same. I think like I, I would catch certain 
like anime type stuff uh on on adult swim you get into what is it the the toonami uh yeah, you know yeah, yeah. Se- segments and things like that you you mentioned full metal alchemist uh i i caught some of that uh anime light uh watching a little bit of uh last airbender on uh on nickelodeon from way back when um uh, One Punch Man. I, I I started watching some of that, uh, mostly because he looks like me. Um, but uh, I have a lot of people that I work with who are huge anime fans, and they're usually talking about different shows or things like that. So then they like they suggest certain things, and I'm like, all right, I'll I'll, I'll give it a shot. Um, obviously, like the Studio Ghibli like movies, um, you know, Howl's Moving Castle, Spirited Away, a lot of those movies. Uh, I've watched, but in general, I don't tend to gravitate toward this genre. Uh, and so, yeah, this was, this was something when you're like, all right, we're going to do it. We're going to, we're going to do Sire Dark's, uh, topic. Uh, I had done zero research into (laughs) what his topic was. So you're like, all right, the show's B stars. It's on Netflix. Check it out. I said, and I, I said, no Rick and Morty this week. We're gonna push that another week so we can get this topic out. So we can so we hook up Sire Dark. Yeah, and so immediately I like type it into my Netflix search search bar, and I was like, oh, this is what this is what we're watching. <laughs> uh, okay, all right, here we go. And then like the first. Uh, you know, obviously like you get the like title cards and you get like a little bit of artwork and you can see these anthropomorphic, uh, character, animal characters. And then the first episode opens up and you get the like TVMA warning for nudity and smoking. And I thought, oh, oh God, uh, (laughs) what Sire Dark, what did you, what did you get us into? Oh, Oh, oh no. Oh no. Uh, so for, for those who are listening and for those who are watching, uh, B stars is essentially, it takes place in a world where there are anthropomorphic animals who are going to a school and there's carnivores and herbivores. Uh, so there's a, there's a wolf, there, you know, there's, there's rabbits, there's, uh, uh, deer and stuff like that. And the, the, the show opens up with a with a murder of an herbivore in the theater department uh, by by a, a carnivore. And you don't know who it is. Well, it may be a carnivore. Ooh, ooh. Sh- shadowy carnivore figure. Mystery. You, carnivo- you carnivores are all monsters or whatever. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so then it, the, the story unfolds a little bit more. You learn more about this theater department. Um, and sort of these, these different characters who, uh, are part like theater is, is very central to, to the storyline. Um, but it, it tends to focus, uh, the show mostly on a, a wolf, a wolf character named Legoshi. Uh, how do, how do they pronounce it in the version you're watching? Legoshi. Okay. All right. Um, and, uh, yeah, so he's a carnivore who is wrestling with all of these feelings of his, his sort of animal instincts while also trying to fit into this society. And so there's, there's a lot of things we could talk about. We could talk about the storyline itself, but I sort of want to 
you know, peel back some layers here and and dig into some of the things that you've already mentioned. Yeah. Uh, one of those being art style. Yeah. Let's do it. What was it? Let's mm-hmm. do it. Art style. Let's mm-hmm. talk let's about talk art style. It's time for art styles. Uh, <laughs> this 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 show. That's, a, that's, a, that is, that's the most exciting you've ever sounded on the, this uh, for an intro. Whether it's whether it's Rick and Morty. Oh! <laughs> Rick, International RSS, or this show, the the most excited you've been. Uh, maybe actually, the, maybe the last time you were this excited is when we talked about Helvetica like three oh, years ago. Oh, don't don't we can't we can't we can't jeopardize <laughs> this segment by bringing up typefaces, Brandon. We don't we don't want to do that. Um, this show is this show is gorgeous. I I I, I really um, I guess that's something that i i usually feel like when i see stuff like in anime is the art style is usually pretty outstanding um i i never seem to have a problem with that i feel like so much of of this show you could like capture a still and it would be like a really it would almost look like a nice painting or or or, or illustration um obviously this coming from uh, you know the co- the comic book world, the 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 mangas. The, you can uh, you can you can kind of sense some of that, like in in how different uh, shots or or scenes are 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 drawn with with some you know really intense angles and things like that, or um, just just some of the ways that they they leverage the the medium that they're using. What 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 stood out to you, Brandon? There is a there are a few scenes that that really stand out to me where one is where uh the rabbit character and I forget what her name is uh she's she's watering her 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 plants and Haru Haru yeah 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 and I got the Wikipedia open <laughs> I did I did too, but I couldn't I couldn't scroll fast enough uh she she's watering her plants and and so there's a, a couple flowers and i noticed on the on the like it, it's like concrete concrete and then the the flower bed on the other side and the concrete had water spilled on the side of it and i was like oh that's i like i really like the way that looks it, it looks really really cool and then she started water she got knocked over or something and some more water spilled onto the concrete and it looked equally as, as good. And I don't know how to explain that uh, other than to be like it, it, I was impressed by what would normally like in older cartoons where you have the background and you know, something is going to move because it's, it's colored slightly differently. Right. You know what I'm saying? Whereas this is like the, the watermark on the concrete was one way then more water spilled on it and then it looked the the same way as as the other watermark and that's just a very simplistic way of being like i was i was impressed by the the small things that added up uh when when she was when she was feeling the wolf's pelvic hair <laughs> um i you know other than being you know little little creeped out by that i was like Man, that those textures are really good. Look at that. Look at that wolf cube texture. <laughs> <laughs> uh yes. Uh the use Yeah, I 
I don't feel like it went that far, but okay, Brandon, you you were tired, so how, however however you visualized it, uh, the it was like it was like it was like pre pube, it was like pre pube fox hair. It was it was the soft, <laughs> it was that soft underbelly fur that yeah. you know all wolves have. Sire <laughs> uh, Dark mentions this in the in the comments, but uh, this 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 show does use. Uh, 3D elements. There, there is some 3D animation, and there are times when you can really tell that the characters themselves are animated in 3D. Uh, there are also like sort of just the way certain things move. Uh, he mentions that that's uh, that was pretty controversial leading up to the release of this show because that is not commonly done well in anime, but apparently uh, is gets a pass here because because they kind of nail it uh i i really didn't i didn't have any issues and i i i feel like the art style itself was was really good um and in in every episode i've seen that's that's something where i i feel like uh that stands out to me not just in this anime but in a lot of you know the the genre where I'm like, yeah the style itself is really good the part that I get hung up in on a lot of you know, even we talk about Dragon Ball or things like that. Um, sometimes the fight sequences and things like that, the 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 pacing that is common in a lot of uh, anime is is sometimes more drawn out and like. like oh, and I look at yeah. his fist as it's coming <laughs> to me. I think to myself, "Dodge, dodge quickly," and I dodge, and then it's a. Oh, uh, that that type of stuff. Where yeah, that's the, stuff. That's, where, that's it, the where stuff. It's like there's there's a, a punch or, or whatever kind of move, but then there's a, 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 almost kind of like in like a Scott Pilgrim where where he's like having a monologue. He's like, "Is this happening?" <laughs> type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, at what when there's supposed to be fast paced action, but there's like monologues happening. I haven't I haven't seen a whole lot of that. There's there is a lot of internal dialogue in the in this where you're you have a character that's talking and they're thinking about something and it's kind of bouncing back and forth and and you get a lot of that oh here's what they're thinking about um that's not bothering me too much in this in this show but speaking of dialogue as as we were doing the pre-show and getting ready for this episode you mentioned the fact that it was hard for you to stay awake because of the Japanese uh, audio, and I said, "You didn't, you didn't watch the dubbed version," <laughs> and you responded in some sort of crass and demeaning tone, like you're not some <laughs> some loser that loser American watching the dubbed version. Yeah, so, two questions that. I have: one is for Sire Dark. What version are you watching? Are you watching the you know original? you know, Japanese version. And am I a horrible person for watching the English version? <laughs> I, I, I made a, a, I didn't make a conscious decision when I started it. When, when I started it, it was already on the English dub, according to my Netflix account, but it also had English subtitles on it. And it was bizarre to me because the English subtitles were not doing subtitles for the English dub they were doing English subtitles for the Japanese <laughs> version. So they weren't saying exactly what was being said on screen, which I thought was 
was bizarre in the first place. But I, I decided to stick with English. That way, I I wasn't fighting against a language barrier as well. I mean, I watch a lot of things with subtitles anyway, but I was like, I'm just I'm just gonna do the dub version and and deal with the nerd rage that might be coming my way uh if 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 i'm doing this completely wrong uh sire has 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 responded to you and says there this is one instance where the u.s dub is the recommended version the voice actors nailed it um yeah i i I gave you i gave you shit for for the dub uh but i for example dragon ball z i i know some folks who prefer prefer the Japanese original, uh, but I, I prefer the English dub as far as those voice actors are, are concerned. Uh, like Go- Goku's voice in the Japanese version is is screechy and annoying, and I and I, and I dislike it. Uh, but that's also because I grew up with Toonami with it being on in the afternoons and, and watching that. Um, okay, so I I, I, wa- I watched it with in the original language, um, and. Uh, I, I think I did that for a few different reasons. One, to make sure I was paying attention to it because I wanted to make sure I paid attention to it. And if and if there's English on, I have subtitles on for everything anyway, but if there's English on, that kind of gives me license to to not pay attention to the show because I'm like, oh, I, I can hear what's going on. And I'm not necessarily piss, paying attention to the visuals. But if there's Japanese on and I don't understand Japanese natively, <coughs> well... I gotta watch it so I can see what they're you, actually. You gotta saying. lock in, or you're or you're gonna miss something. Yeah. Uh, uh, but the 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 side effect of that is is if I've if I was already super tired, their their voices are just so calming, and and they it's it's like listening to a meditation tape, uh, just a and then brandon's like anyway 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 um you know travis what overall what do you think about the show is it is it honestly is it something going to finish finish off uh like that rabbit with a wolf or is it something that you're that you're like yeah i'm glad i experienced a couple episodes of it all right we're going to take the gloves off here okay and at at the risk of of uh insulting one of our biggest uh supporters and and fans i i will say so far i don't hate the show um, it is interesting. I didn't, I, I felt like I could watch a couple episodes and get the idea and BS my way through this segment. And I didn't, I kept, I kept watching. I, I, I think I'm into the fifth episode now, but there are a lot of things that I'm having to like wrestle with. One of those things being the hard, hard Zootopia vibes that I've gotten the entire time where it's like adult zootopia it's very much feels like an adult zootopia all like down to the like the struggle between carnivores and herbivores and how carnivores have to live in this society where they're they're almost muzzled and can't be themselves because in order to conform to this society you have to you can't show your teeth you can't show who you really are and like 
I'm just waiting for Shakira to come out as a llama and like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and like, so that part of it, I'm like, okay, I feel like I know this story a little bit, but obviously this takes it into like a, a deeper area, a much more adult sort of perspective on it, uh, a little bit more violent. And, and so that's interesting. And, and then there's this, this aspect with, the the animals or characters themselves that I'm still like not sure how I feel about it because I've never been accused of being a furry. I'm like not into that. But there's there's this weird like do I do I think of the species as like a racial metaphor? Is it is it a cultural thing? Because you've got all sorts of animals hooking up with different types of animals and the biology part of Travis's brain is like, that <laughs> shouldn't work. Uh, so, so there's a little bit of like, suspended... I understand that, I understand that this wolf can operate a, 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 a spotlight. Yeah. Yeah. I understand having... he can work in the art department, <laughs> hooking up with a rabbit. Not sure that's going to work. A little too much for me. A bridge too far, if you will. <laughs> The rabbit having matching undergarments? I don't know. I don't know. If that. Anyway, I, I, so that part is kind of just like confusing to me. But at the same time, like they, they kind of make it work in terms of, you know, people seeing past the, the, the different species and really just kind of drawing that line between herbivores and carnivores. Um, but then also how like physical stature doesn't necessarily equate to you know personal you know confidence or things like that so you have this this hulking wolf man guy who is more or less a a rather like timid and conflicted individual uh who 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 is constantly wrestling with you know that that instinct yeah i see i see you got the background brandon you came prepared yeah i don't yeah. know what what did you what do you think about the the show itself and and some of the the themes and topics and is it something you would continue to watch uh well i full i mean full disclosure i i probably will not watch any more of it not because i i'm not interested in it um but because I have the Wikipedia in front of me and I'm just going to read through the plot. And once I do that, then I don't actually need to watch any, any more of the, the Welcome show. Welcome to how Brandon consumes media, <laughs> a masterclass. Masterclass. I might, I might skip to the, the season finale. Uh, but I, you know, I, I'm, I'm interested in it. We already talked about the Zootopia, the adult Zootopia feel of it, uh, including, including the sex, the sex piece. Uh, it's not as Zootopia because it's not a, a copped and robber story. Although there is a murder at the very, very start of it, as we mentioned before, uh, it takes place in a school around a drama department, uh, which, you know, that there's, there's, I, I know there's a part of that that speaks to you as it does to me, just the, Oh, look at these animals. Look at these, look at these animals trying to be actors and stuff like that. Uh, talking, talking to the bit, bit with the confidence, uh, like the, the main act, the main actor who is a year older than everybody else is, a uh, is an antelope or whatever. And he's just, he exudes confidence and everybody's afraid of him, even though he's an herbivore and, uh, you know, every, like he just treats everyone like shit just because 
it doesn't have to, he doesn't have to be a carnivore to have power. Uh, right. So I, I think that in, that is an interesting dynamic uh, that I'm sure into the entire season one, it explores more of that. Uh, and there's going to be a season two. I'm interested to see how that turns out. But overall, overall, I think I think it's I think it's a great concept, uh, and thank you for the recommendation, Mister Sire. Yes, he asked if either of us have gotten to quote the black market. Uh, I'm further along than Brandon is, and no, I have not seen that. So, um, yeah, I I feel like this show is 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 walking a very fine line with me, and uh, and I could continue to watch it, but if it if it tips too far in one direction. I'm I'm checking out and I'm and I'm also clearing it out of my Netflix history just so just so that if my kids are scrolling they're not like oh let's watch the bunny cartoon dad's been watching <laughs> look kids you have your choice of bunny cartoon it's B stars or Watership Down you get you get to pick you it's your choice <laughs> you one way or the other you're leaving this 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 room scarred <laughs> yeah. uh yes as as brandon said thank you sire dark for the recommendation and uh yeah if you have other now that you know our perspective on anime if you or anyone else has a suggestion on something that may be more our speed or a good or a good uh i don't know gateway uh series for us to continue to explore the world of anime um you know hit us up apathetic enthusiasm.com uh, you can send us a, hey, shush, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> Get out of here. Get out of here. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, hit us up. Let us know. Thank you for the recommendation. If I finish the series, I will let you know, Sire Dark. Um, but yeah, that is that is our episode. That's that's and, this is the show. And and I and I, and I do want to say one more thing uh, as far as as far as the Patreon content goes. Sire Dark's original recommendation was for us to talk about Katamari Damacy. And and then he he changed it. He changed it. He's like, oh no, I want you guys to talk about B stars. So I just want to say, you know, sorry I didn't get to talk about a game where you just you pick up trash just, in a ball, just roll a giant ball and suck <laughs> everything up. Yeah, uh, basically that's that is what apathetic enthusiasm is. Is just a. a it starts off as a small ball, and then we just we pack a we bunch of shit around it, and we just keep grabbing there's, stuff. There's no form or function about it, but it's by the end of it, it's just it's just a big wad. And speaking of a big wad, I I do have one last thing that one last topic that we are are talking. Oh, I forgot about, about this topic. I forgot about it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we at the start of all this epidemic pandemic stuff, we talked about Zoom. We, we five years ago in the spring of 2020. <laughs> We talked. We talked about Zoom. What I what I want to talk about is something that I've been doing lately, which is watching like live reads and live script reads, or or small, intimate, more intimate events with uh, stars. I want I wanted this to lead into B stars because it was talking about stars, but that segue's gone. I'll just talk about this now. Yeah, I ruined it. Sorry. Yeah, it's 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 okay. It's okay. Uh, that a couple weeks back, I'll say a, a month ago. Uh, Chelsea surprised me with, uh, she's like, I RSVP'd us for, for an event tonight. I was like, Oh, and it, at first I, I'm like, Oh, um, what is it? What is she signing me up for? Like she's doing it for me, but what is it? What is it? 
um, which I apologize for. I'm a, I'm a dick for, for thinking that initially. She's probably outside the door being like, I hate you. And I'm going to slash your throat. That, uh, you know what would be great is if your wife listened outside <laughs> your door instead of tuning in live to Twitch or YouTube to figure out what you're talking about. <laughs> no, that door is actually open. And she's just always like just sharpening a knife. You can't, you can't use it. Uh, but, but what it was was. Uh, there was a night with Thomas Lennon. Thomas Lennon, who was with the state originally, he went on for Viva Variety, Lieutenant Dangle on Rio 911. Uh, he, he's he's written a bunch of other things with uh, his frequent collaborator, Robert Ben Garant, uh, also from the state. He wrote the, the Herbie movie with Lindsay Lohan, Nat at the Museum. Uh, and now he's he's writing some other, uh, he wrote a series, he's written a series of books, uh, children's books anyway, uh, Thomas Lennon. So it was like a, a zoom thing with like, like 50 people in, in this zoom call. Uh, and he was just talking about his history and, and, uh, screenwriting and stuff like that. And it was just, it was so cool, uh, because there was, there was only a, a handful of us. Um, and this last weekend, uh, David Wayne, a bunch of folks from the uh, from the state and the people who made Wet Hot American Summer, they got together for a fundraising event and they did a live read of Wet Hot American Summer. And they just had they had for the most part everybody there uh, from from the films, some extra from the uh, uh, limited series that they had the first day of class and twenty years later, and it was. It was super, super cool. Again, there was maybe about uh, 2,000 folks total in there, which is still a lot of people, but, you know, it's there's a, a certain charm about live reading and the production value of being in a Zoom call and trying to get the right people for a certain scene, just highlighting their video only. <laughs> like if it's, yeah. if, if it's Paul Rudd and Elizabeth Banks hanging out, uh, there's somebody behind the scenes going, okay, get Paul get Elizabeth, put them on the screen at the same time. Okay. Now they're interacting. Oh, oh shit. Uh, what Michael Showalter, uh, who plays coop, he's, his microphone's not, his microphone's muted. So he's just, he's, so he's just talking and he's not like, and it, like the universal, Hey Mike, your, your mic's muted. That type of stuff. That, uh, that, that should be the, the catch line of, of 2020, <laughs> by the way. Yeah. It, it just, that, that type of stuff is so fun. And, and as a matter of fact, the, I don't think anybody or my, my brother-in-law's birthday is t- tomorrow and we're going to do another one of these type live read events, but with, uh, uh, for super bad. So Seth Rogen, okay. uh, Jonah Hill, uh, Michael Sarah, who thick, 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 it's so funny. Uh, but another one of these things and it just like, you're hanging out with a family They're in there, they're watching it. Uh, Chelsea's family is in California We're we're here but we're all experiencing it at the same time with the actors live. It's, it, it's, it's great, man. That uh, that's, we don't have to have a conversation necessarily about it, but I just want to say like, no, I, I think it's, I think it's really fascinating though, that, you know, you talk about innovation, right? Innovation often comes out of necessity, right? You, you have a sprawling entertainment industry where, they're making movies, they're making television shows that reaches, you know, millions of viewers. But then there are the the niche things that tend to only happen in New York or LA, right? Like cuz that's where most of the entertainment industry exists. So like 
there might be a fundraiser that happens in LA where a bunch of people from a movie you really love get together at a comedy club on a Friday night to raise money for whatever charity, but you live in the Midwest, you live in Florida, wherever you live, you can't go to said thing right now, because all of us are, are limited on where we can go and what we can do there. They have, you have to kind of come up with new ways to do that. And obviously with technology and zoom sort of just slicing through our, our consciousness as, as, as a way of, of bringing people together. I think it's awesome that, that celebrities and, and different people that create the stuff that fans are so passionate about are, are using this, this as a way to expose people to things that they may not have ever had an opportunity to see before and, and, and create those, you know, intimate sort of environments where much like this podcast, much like the live stream <laughs> that exists each Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern time on twitch.tv slash apathetic enthusiasm. You can be part of it. You feel you can feel like, hey, it's something I listen to. It's something I watch. It's something I enjoy. But then you feel that 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 closer connection to it because you're there watching it happen. You you can be part of the show to a degree, depending on the level of interaction <laughs> that they allow. Yeah. Depending on if they're doing the Rick and Morty one or not, and they just ignore the chat. Right. Like right. they, you know, you can really feel like the difference there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, 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 it really is super, super cool to see them, them fuck up and, and, and fuck up and also like fuck with each other and like make fun of each other sometimes. Uh, there was Michael Scott, not Michael Scott, uh, not Michael Scott, uh, Scott, uh, Adam Scott. Thank you. So shit, not, not the office, the, not the Dunder Mifflin, Ad, Adam, Adam Scott, who was in uh, 20 years later, uh, him and Paul Rudd were at the same house. They were, they were located in the, in the same area. And, uh, uh, Adam Scott was doing a scene with Alyssa Milano and Michael Ian Black, uh, from the 20 years later. And, uh Paul Rudd just like he like just puts his face in the camera barely as Adam Scott is talking and then brings his face back out. And then Michael Ian Black is on the other the other screen and he's in the same house with Joe Lou Truglio uh as, that you might know from uh um the the what's that that one comedy show I mean, other than the state uh with uh Adam Sandberg, Andy Sandberg. Uh, uh, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Yeah, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Uh, Joe Latruglio. And so at Michael Black, and so Paul Rudd does the thing, and he disappears. And then on the other screen, Joe Latruglio sneaks into Michael Ian Black's scene, and he goes back. And then and then Paul Rudd goes, huh? Huh? <laughs> and <then> Joe Latruglio <laughs> goes, huh? Uh, <laughs> and it's just like you know it, look at us just look at us look who would have thought <laughs> who would have who thought it just it's so 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 charming so charming and such a such a blast so anyways that i i think that's great and i just want to say shout out to everybody here who listens to us on whatever apple podcast wherever or twitch and youtube thank you for being part of the crew uh yes, as we absolutely. end this podcast uh, well, we appreciate you guys hanging out. We appreciate you listening. If you are new to this show, we have been doing this show for years. You can catch old episodes on Apple Podcasts, 
or whatever podcatcher you enjoy. Um, thank you for, for checking us out. And, uh, if you want to leave a review, things like that, absolutely. By all means do that. If you're watching on YouTube, you can subscribe over there. You can also go watch old episodes of the video versions of the podcast. If you want to check it out over there. And, uh, we are going to now end the episode and head over to our post show where we hang out with the folks that are watching live, answer some questions. So if you want to be part of that, make sure you tune in live. Uh, Otherwise, have a wonderful week. Stay safe out there, and we will see you next time. I'm Travis. And I'm Brandon. And toodaloo to you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.